What's up, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Ranked, a Hopped LA podcast where we rank the beers and you drink them. My name's Gary, founder of Hopped LA, and today I am joined by a very special guest, my good friend and fellow beer drinker, Russell from the Beer Travel Guide. What's up, man? What's up, Gary? A very special guest. That's a... Uh... That's that's high praise. Well, it's pressure, and you have to live <laughs> oh, up to it. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. Knock it down a peg. Be like, we've got an okay guest. The other people canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a good sub. I, I want to set that expectation early. I'm a good sub. A bench guy. Well, well. Uh, so we're this podcast ranked is one that we've uh, done a handful of times last year. So it's been a while since we've done it. And as I was kicking around the idea of restarting this podcast format of ranking things in beer, the first person I thought of was you because your website, the beer is the beertravelguide.com. Yes, sir. Is all about ranking things. And you I know you're also into movies and film, and I always see you putting together lists of rankings and things like that there. So you're you're kind of perfectly built for this podcast, I think. Yeah, I'm uh I'm cheap. <laughs> I like I like the clicks. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the website we do a lot of lists. Uh, we we do fewer rankings than I would like. Rankings is just I realized while prepping for this, ranking is hard work, man. Ranking is like you you really have to kill your darlings in such a huge way. So normally I cop out on the website and just do big lists, but I do like best IPAs of the year, best doubts of the year, and then I'll talk about the various. Places we've been, best places, at, uh, best breweries at festivals. Although that's obviously not going on right now, but um, yeah, I, so I do. I do enjoy a good rank. This was a fun exercise. Yeah, I think the nuances of ranking things as a beer writer, um, and I think people don't really see or think about what goes on behind the scenes, where the difference between number three and number four, number seven and number eight are just like, you're kind of, it's kind of a crapshoot at a certain point. But when people see the list, they take it so personally, like this is, this list is shit or, you know, like, have you even been drinking beer that long? Like I just, people just get so worked up over the order and the numbers and things. Yeah. It's definitely important to note that first of all, it's how I feel today. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) so like I always hate ranking anything, even so when I would do festival coverage for the beer travel guide, I do get a lot of those comments. Like you didn't even have this beer. So I had to like caveat the hell out of everything in my intro, but like also just, it, it just happened to be that day, that day I felt that way and a different day, I feel differently. And so I'm honestly like on this ranking, even though I've got it one through 10, I could sort of divide it into tiers probably if I wanted to more than anything else, you know, like two or three tiers where it sort of lumps together and then I could rack them and stack them however I please on any given day. Uh, It's definitely stressful. And I do feel that that weight of like, I know that a lot of the people who I'm going to be talking about here, whom I'm going to be talking about here, uh, will listen to this. <laughs> and so I don't want to like come across as an absolute noob, even though I'm I'm sure that's going to happen. But we're going we're going to give it our best shot. Oh, we definitely will be. Um, and so we're going to be ranking West Coast IPA breweries in Los Angeles. So what breweries are putting out West Coast IPA? And I thought this was a great time to put this episode out it's been on my list for months now but i have finally personally reached haze fatigue 
And (laughs) drinking a hazy IPA has not sounded good for weeks and weeks now. So uh, when I think of beer, I'm thinking I want something clear, crisp, and with a little bit of bitterness on it. Um, So that's why I'm like, all right, this is the time to do West Coast IPA. Now's the time. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely we just got some Adirondack chairs for the yard and there's I've been going full haze bro outside in the yard when just sitting there. And when it's like a spicy taco meal and Emily and I love to eat spicy food, then I definitely do tend to prefer something with a bit more bite with a bit, you know, like the West Coast IPA style, something like this. Um, But, yeah, I, I have not yet reached haze fatigue since i can't do anything at all other than sit in my yard and enjoy the sun (laughs) and for whatever reason just the juice you know the juice uh hits different in the sun there you know with the puppy running around the yard and what have you so but i i know you've also already done a hazy ipa rank if i recall correctly um i believe i have yeah 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 yeah. so uh, (laughs) that's all right i'm happy to uh even though i'm in haze bro mode i've got a west coast in front of me um, I'm getting into the zone. Well, that's a good transition. I was just going to ask you. I tried you to need, set you up on You that need one. to have a, a beer <laughs> alongside this endeavor. So what is it? Yeah, so I've got uh, Mayberry, El Segundo. Oh, man. Do you have the great same minds, thing? Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got this from a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what do I, I feel like such an idiot even trying to say anything about a beer that's sort of more or less a standard here in the city of West Coast IPA. I mean, you know, I was talking to Emily earlier and I was trying to figure out if I wanted a West Coast IPA, I would go to Whole this is before I was going to breweries and whatever. I just go to Whole Foods and I got El Segundo a lot back in the day and I feel like this is definitely like the prototype of what one thinks when one thinks especially like an LA West Coast IPA, like Mayberry's got to be very high on the list, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I I kind of want to crown this like L.A.'s IPA. Like this is just one of the best shining examples of what a West Coast IPA made in Los Angeles can be. And um, I I guess we're kind of tipping our hand a little bit to, you know, how high up these guys (laughs) may be ranked on the list. But um, this this is just a quintessential L.A. beer. And I think, you know, in recent times. El Segundo, who I, I I do have to shout out now, is a sponsor of Hopped LA and is sponsoring this podcast episode. So shout to out be, to, to be El clear, Segundo. I did not realize that when I chose to drink an El Segundo <laughs> beer for this podcast. Let that be perfectly clear. Although if they'd like to sponsor anything that I do, I'm also happy to absolutely toss myself into the ring. Well, I think it'll depend on where you have them ranked. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, El Segundo, El Segundo is awesome. And I think that nowadays they're a little bit more well known for Broken Skull IPA. It's kind of overshadowed just with that collaboration with, you know, Steve Austin. And sure, I think that Mayberry is a little bit overshadowed these days. And personally, it's been a long time since I've had this beer. So I'm really excited to crack it open. I haven't opened it. I'm doing yeah. it right oh, now. I, yeah, I was impatient. I cracked mine already. He's getting the pour for for you listeners at home. Yeah, he's pouring into the glass. An excellent pour. Oh my God, that was basically a perfect pour. If you're not watching audio uh, video of this, then you have really missed out. I am incredibly impressed. Mm, Not not a a, a hint of foam going over the end, but just the right amount of foam on the top. Just the right amount. I've done this before. 
<laughs> He's got some practice. <laughs> Flawless pour there. Mm, very good. I'm very excited to jump into this and let's just get going, right? Um, so yeah, we're gonna it. we're gonna kick it off ten to one. So starting at the bottom of the list, um, we we so we we each ranked these separately. We may have some overlap. We may not. So give me your number ten. Oh, so I I get to be the uh, you get to kick it the, off the leading man here. Yeah, oh, boy. All right. So for number ten, uh, admittedly, uh, it's been probably a year plus since I've had some stuff from this place. Uh, but I was really impressed with, in particular, their sort of very hop forward West Coast IPA styles, and that's Hop Saint. Um, they're in Torrance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew they were in that South Bay area. Um, I have not yet actually been to the brewery itself, uh, which, again, for me, feels really weird. <laughs> I've been to <laughs> very, very many of them, uh, but for some reason have not gotten to this one yet. However, I've uh, you know met them at several festivals. I've had their beers at, at many fe- – basically every time they're at an L.A. festival, I make it a point to go by their tent. They've always got good stuff going on. Uh, the Belly Dropper is definitely one that I've enjoyed in the past. Uh, specifically, that's a real standout. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it in terms of like the beer itself. A lot of these beers are going to have like a lot of overlap in what I'm going to say. But yeah, right. just like good old fashioned hop forward beer. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that um, Hop Sync gets overlooked a little bit when you're thinking of LA breweries because of the brew pub model. They don't really distribute too much outside of their location. They're not really packaging in bottles and cans. So the Which only way to really I haven't get had them, them in recent. Yeah, exactly. You have to go there and they're like, they're torrents, but they're kind of like the outskirts of torrents. Like they're not next okay. to, to smog city or uh, they're not next to Yorkshire. They're, they're kind of like on the border of torrents and Redondo. Oh, um, okay. So they're a little bit out there and um, it's a, it's a great place. The, the food there is amazing. It's a barbecue I've joint. Heard good things. The space itself is like a really cool, like retro, mid-century, modern type of look and feel. So it doesn't feel like your standard like sawdust on the floor barbecue joint. It's got a really kind of like elevated, cool, um, you know, awesome, really a, a cool bar. Um, you know, it's hard to call it a brewery, even though the brewery is on premise. It's not like your typical. I'm sitting next to a brewery and it's right right there. So, um, yeah, Brian Brewer, head brewer there, has been killing it on the hoppy beer game for a long time since his days over at Abigail um, R.I.P. And, um, yeah, I just I, I, I agree. I haven't had Hop Saint in a long time and they definitely deserve at, at the very least a, a shout out or, or a spot on this list as a reminder to, hey, if you haven't had him in a couple of years, get your ass down to Torrance and check him out. For sure. And yeah, I met Brian at I forget what festival and I spoke with him a while and I know that this is really sort of a source of pride for him is this style in particular, like the the hop forward, not like the haze, not like the, you know, where the trends tend to go, but he Mm -hmm. wants like good old school beer, you know, the way that one envisions it, especially on the West Coast. And, you know, I have I have a number of breweries here that I could have included. This is what I meant when I said like the tears and it's really like, you know, uh, like pulling teeth to try to figure out what to put here because there are a couple other places that I feel like could also belong to some extent. But because in particular, they really hang their hat on this in particular, like this sort of thing, uh, at least from what I've had of theirs. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt that they merited inclusion, at least on my list. And with a name like Brian Brewer, 
How could you not? It's a great name. Right? <laughs> it's about as good a... Yeah. My, my name is not Russell Podcaster. So like, you know. All right. So we'll forgive you for that uh, in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number 10 for me is Ogopogo in San Gabriel. Uh, I, I think that Ogopogo isn't well known for any specific style. So when you're thinking about the best West Coast IPA breweries in LA, they might not pop to the top of your mind. Um, just because if you look at what's pouring at any given time, it's like there's hazies, there's lagers, there's different things on the list. And you'll see one or two West Coast beers. But the West Coast style beers that they do have are extremely well done. Um, I'd call out one in particular. Becky is kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a flagship, but it, it is one of their recurring core beers that comes back on a frequent basis. And that is the West Coast IPA example from them that I would say go out and try. Um, but really, their brewing team across the board is killing it. Um, they just started shipping throughout California. They're just doing such a good job um, with all their beer that they kind of they're kind of one of my one of my favorites so they're going to make it on almost any list i put out that they might be eligible for yeah i've heard nothing but good things this is this is the moment in the podcast where i admit that because i live on the west side that my east la knowledge of the breweries out there is definitely more limited than i would like it to be uh, ogopogo is definitely one of those places that you know, in particular, before all of this happened in the world, uh, my wife was going to be out of town for two months. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to like San Gabriel. I'm going to go to like East L.A. I'm going to go hit up all those places I've been meaning to get to, but just haven't gotten the time to do so. Uh, that's definitely on my list. I'm really excited to try them. Uh, I embarrassingly haven't yet. Well, that just means you get the awesome experience of trying their beer for the very first time. That's which true. Is fun. And isn't that fun? That's like the most fun thing. I had a beer from Montana the other day for the first time uh, from Mountains Walking, and they're really good. And I'd heard nothing but great things, and then I cracked it open, and I was just like, this is a moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to savor this first time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that I forgot to jump in with in the very beginning is just – that we're going to hear references to breweries outside of LA from you a lot. And that's because <laughs> the beer travel guide covers, you know, basically like the entire U S or all the major beer markets that are worth paying attention to. So I, I, I think I, I didn't do a good enough job explaining what you do <laughs> at beer travel guide, but it is, if you are trying to look at other cities or you're in another city looking to come into to do like a, a road trip or something like that. I think that's exactly what you're kind of built for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it was started out of necessity because my wife and I would love to do sort of brewery hopping when we would visit a place and we tend to travel a lot and we didn't feel like there was sort of a one-stop shop for, you know, not just recommendations, but also what the hours of a place are or whether they have food or, you know, uh, what their untapped rating is as imperfect a system as that is it, you know, on a broad spectrum, it tends to be pretty good. I'm going to, I'm posing for a picture while I'm talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we created that and, uh, we're mostly America. We're still sort of building it out right now. I'm doing a lot of updates because things have changed a lot in the last few months. Uh, but we've also got some stuff about uh, Tokyo. I think we may have something for China as well because we've been there. So, I mean, wow. we've got a lot of cool 
stuff up there. And again, I know that having a blog about traveling is not great right now. But even if you're somebody who is listening to this outside of L.A. for whatever reason and, you know, you're looking for recommendations in your own neck of the woods, uh, you know, we have a lot of ground covered on the site. So you can check it out for that reason. Nice. Yeah, I definitely have it bookmarked for 2022 when I do my next beer trip. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, let's jump back into the rankings. Sad. Yeah, we will go to places. <laughs> I, I will name as my next place a place that I've been many a time uh, downtown when I go. Uh, at number nine, I've got Indie Brewing. Mm. Um, I just think that Indie is, first of all, if you want to talk about brewery hopping, you've got Dry River with incredible sours literally next door. So, you know, you can get like a a wide spectrum of really good beer at Indie, and then you go to Dry River and you can get a a really sort of wide spectrum of sours. Uh, So it's a really cool sort of one-two punch. So I end up going there a lot for exactly that reason. Uh, They've got a great tap room and a great uh sort of spot there they've got sort of like video games and games and it's a phenomenal hangout uh every single time they've had a truck there i've been sort of blown away and more importantly than any of that uh i just like the beer across sort of again like you were talking about with ogopogo a, a pretty wide spectrum of beer um not even necessarily that i would say that anything they do is like the best in the city but everything that they do I, I never think it's bad. Like, I've, right. I don't think I've ever really had anything there where I'm like, eh, disappointing, which sounds like such a backhanded compliment. But, like, people who go to a lot of breweries know that's a huge compliment. <laughs> like, it yeah. is so hard to do as wide a spectrum of styles as they do and nail so many of them. And, you know, the IPA Del Rey is sort of uh, – I, I imagine it's one of their flagships. I don't have mm-hmm. that terminology in front of me, but it's definitely one of the earliest ones that I had from them. And, you know, it's always been really solid, really good. And I tell you what, I think it was the end of last year. It was maybe one of their anniversary parties. They had a cask version of it, Ooh. and I thought it was fantastic. It, like, made me sort of fall in love with it all over again. So, uh, yeah, I I think that Indy sort of goes under the radar more than it should. Uh, and especially if you're somebody who likes to go and try a wide range of beers in one trip, uh, Indy's definitely a place that's that's worth putting on your uh, on your map. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, as they've grown and put out more beers, and as most breweries have kind of shifted a lot of emphasis to the haze because that sells so much better. Sure. Um, that Indy, I think, is one that kind of just I I personally overlook a little bit when it comes to the West Coast, but I am right there with you. Del Rey was um, the first beer I had from them that truly like opened my eyes to kind of what they could be and what they were putting out. And that was, I think, 2016 when I was finally like, OK, I'm on board with these guys. And um, yeah, that beer has continued to hold up really well. And I actually have a can of their double dry hop version, a new version that they put Ooh. out like a month or so ago that has like a bunch of crazy hops in it that oh, interesting. I am just really excited to open it up. So I agree. Delray IPA, Indy, go hand in hand. Um, that's a good one for number nine. 
Yeah. And, uh, and they've, they've got, like, cool, like, also, if you're into, like, canned Saisons, like, I've had, like, you know, a Saison from them that just, like, getting a can out of the uh, out of the fridge there and taking it home with me. And I think I was told because they were sort of like, yeah, Saisons in cans don't really sell as well. So, you yeah. know, grab some of these for the road. And I tried and they were so good. I mean... So yeah, yeah. Uh, they had that saison collab with Brewery West. Um, oh, that one was sick, end dude! Of last it was year. so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was yeah, Power really and Water. Is that what it was called? Something like this. Yep, it was yeah. super good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. That one sticks in your mind for sure. Yeah. What's your number nine? <laughs> My number nine is another one that's way out there in the east part of Los Angeles, Claremont Craft Ales. Um, I think they've been holding it down there. For a while, I think since like 2013-ish, um, maybe even longer. But they really kind of like established themselves in like that part of town um, and stretching over into like, I think it's San Bernardino County, like right over the county line there. Um, but the IPA game is so strong there. They've won awards for their IPAs at GABF over the years. Um, and one of their one of their core beers, uh, Claremont IPA, is a West Coast IPA. But I have to um, kind of call out they do a hazy and clear series uh, throughout the year where they put out one off of a hazy or one off of a of a West Coast IPA, and uh, those are what I really look out for because that allows them to play with some of the newer hop varieties stuff that they get in a little bit smaller quantity. Um, and they just put out kind of fun cans from time to time. And these guys aren't hype. And I, I'm kind of like, as I'm getting to be an old beer man, I'm kind of like gravitating <laughs> back towards like, what can I find easily? What can I, uh, what, what do I know that's just going to be really solid and, and good and straightforward? And that's what I think Claremont brings to the table. Super underrated. Um, and yeah, one that you just that doesn't bubble to the top of your mind. I think we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Like, what are some sleepers out there that are going to make this list? Because we know that there's a handful that like you and I are going to agree on that anybody in L.A. that drinks beer already knows about. So this is kind of one of those like under the radar, I think, deserves a little more recognition for what they're putting out. Yeah, and this is actually one of the rare ones. I've actually been to their spot before. It's been a while it's been a, a good long while just because again i don't get that far east too often yeah um, but I, I remember being really impressed and and really enjoying and again they're another one where kind of like indie i feel like when i've had claremont at, at various festivals they do tend to cut a pretty wide cloth and having quality beer over a variety of styles yeah um so yeah yeah, cool. Absolutely. I I've, I don't know the last time I had Claremont IPA. I, I, it's on my list. You know, yeah. I'll I'll put it back at the top of my list after this podcast. That's what this is all about. Just reminding us what we need to shift back to the top. Like, all right, I've had enough of this brewery. I'm not going to name what I've had a lot of lately, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> number eight. What do you got? All right, number eight. Now I'm going to go with one. Uh, I know you're going to have them a little higher, and I honestly just sort of want to pass the ball. To you, even though this means you're going to have less to talk about later, because this is where we're going to really start to like bring up people that then uh, we're going to want to talk about both mm -hmm. of us. Um, I want to talk about Aero Lodge. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, admittedly, I have not been to their spot and I have a relatively limited uh, sample of what they've done. I mean, I've had like the Bud's Best, you know, I've had some of their stuff that's like really good. Uh, 
did did they also win your hazy IPA competition a they year did. or so yes. ago? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, uh, I know you've probably got them higher than me. I'm also saying probably as if I haven't seen what your list is. Yeah. Um, I want to just pass the ball to you and let you talk because I know you're going to have more authority in what you say about Aero Lodge than I will. Well, I think Aero Lodge is an interesting brewery in the fact that, again, we're talking about breweries that kill it across multiple styles. And so the past couple that we've talked about, Indy and Claremont, like we've kind of alluded to, they're solid across all styles. Aero Lodge, I think, takes the bar a little bit higher where they're phenomenal across a lot of different categories. And I'd say most people know them for the hazy stuff, which they do a great job at. They won the, the IPA fest, the hazy IPA fest that we did. Um, Their stouts are amazing. Like they do, they've started doing more and more like adjunct pastry stouts that are really good. And they have another release coming up, I think next week. Um, Mm. But the, the West coast aromatic, that's one of their beers they put out at least once a year, West Coast IPA. And I remember drinking this beer a couple years ago and just being like, whoa, dude, this is it. Like, this <laughs> is something that I'm not going to forget. And I haven't forgotten it. And whenever I talk about West Coast IPA, I always make sure to sneak in a little something about Aero Lodge. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out Aromatic if you haven't. And then part of this upcoming release is part of their Best Buds Day. It's like a big thing they do um in april but because of the shutdowns and everything it got pushed so they're releasing best buds buds best and puff pastry um so i'm not even sure when this podcast is going to be released so it might have already passed i don't even know but um but yeah they're releasing uh best buds i think that's the ipa and it's a west coast ipa with terpenes so you know it's got that like insanely aromatic herbaceous you know, big, piney, dank sure. character to it. So, um, yeah, Aero Lodge is really good. And Amy, the brewer there, she comes from the wine world. And, mm. you know, I, I think that what we're seeing is these brewers that have a wine background are doing really, really interesting things with beer, like Peter Mumford at Mumford, his, his wine background, and now he's doing beer, and it's like the beer is all phenomenal. So, right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Aero Lodge is definitely one. Uh, to have on the list it's it's at the top of my list to visit when i go east again i just i don't get out that far that frequently but it's uh it's been so high on my list for so long and they're they're a must hit at every festival or if they're on tap at a at a bar where i go or whatever again went not go present tense but but yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh i'm excited to go check them out and yeah to have more of their stuff i think i had one of their stouts before and again i was impressed so uh Yeah. yeah very cool yeah, super good. Um, number eight for me is Smog City, Torrance. You know, they're just one of the OGs of the LA beer scene. Uh, everyone's had at least one beer from Smog City, I hope. Um, and you don't think of them as a West Coast IPA beer producer because, again, they do so many different styles so damn well. But um, recently they put out Amarillo Gorilla in cans and basically distribute that everywhere like if you've been to trader joe's or whole foods or uh sprouts or any places like that like that beer is everywhere right now or it was over the past couple months and it's such a good west coast ipa it's so delicious so um that and their their um smog city ipa which is kind of like their main flagship ipa both west coast both really good 
Um, so yeah, Smog City definitely makes it on the list for me. I'll save my thoughts on Smog City for later. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, where are we at now? Number seven. Number seven. Yes. I think we might have the same number seven. Okay. I'm double checking. Okay, I've got fourteen cannons. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Consensus pick number yes. seven. Uh, I took my first visit to fourteen. Can- you were the one that had to tell me that fourteen cannons is technically L.A. County. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even realize because it's so on the cusp. It's far. Way the yeah. hell up there. Uh, but I got to take my first visit uh, probably shortly before the uh, the shutdown. Maybe maybe mm. a little before that. But um, yeah, I mean, Tyrannicide is so good. I mean, that's I'm really putting them this high on the strength of that. Um, again, I haven't had as much as I could have from them. I also I really wanted to try that new IPA that you put on your uh, Instagram relatively recently. What was that one called? It was like a double or triple. Yeah, it's Recio Ship Triple IPA. Yeah, I mean that I've heard good things about as well. I mean, I great. I would yeah, I would definitely get down on that. Yeah, I, they just seemed like a place when I went to visit that okay, let's just beat the same drum again that they do a lot of good things across a lot of styles mm-hmm. and sort of when you leave a place like that where everything is good and like the West Coast IPA is the one that you really leave thinking about, which is what my experience was when I went. I mean, that obviously speaks volumes for how skilled they are at that particular style. Yeah, and I think well, so they don't do hazies. Like that's one of they're one of the breweries right. where their head brewer is like, I'm not gonna get into that. I'm and out, so right. if the only IPAs you're putting out there are West Coast IPAs, then you have a pretty good shot of brewing a pretty good one. I think. Right. Um, I think didn't but, they do like they did like a black IPA also or something like that? Like they yeah, did, they they do a black IPA. They have a coffee IPA. The black um, one is so good. God, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just it's all clean beer there, all very crisp and clean. And I think for me, um, skill set of the brewer, obviously, Nick Bortolin does a really good job. He's really, really highly skilled. Um, and their equipment, like they just have such a great uh, operation there and they're a brewery showroom. So they get all the best equipment. I think that they're with Premier um, or most of their equipment comes from Premier. And they have this like amazing centrifuge that you only you barely see in breweries that are that size. Like it's just their level of quality is so high because of equipment and skill set and all these different things. So 14 cannons is like, honestly, I could have put them in the top three for me personally, but I had to like I had to be a little realistic with things, but they're high up there for me. Yeah. By the way, anybody listening to the Hop Delay podcast, you're listening for the top tier centrifuge Intel. Yes. Right. That is not Intel that you get on most beer podcasts, the centrifuge uh, breakdown. Um, so, like, I'm sitting there listening, going, like, damn, he's got the centrifuge Intel. Damn it. I was not prepared. Um, yeah, I agree. We're definitely starting to get to the point where, like, but so many of the things that we're mentioning could also be so high. Like, like it's such a nebulous range. This, yeah. all of this, like top seven, top eight. I mean, I, any given day, any given beer, you know, could, could belong. I think if we were picking like individual beers, I mean, maybe that would change things or maybe not. I don't know. It's such a hard process ranking these things. Oh, totally. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our number seven, number six, 
number six. Oh, we agree on number six, too. I just saw nice. this. Oh, this is great. Uh, so I've got Burning Daylight at number yes. six. Yes. Um, again, another place that has been high on my list to visit because they were at, I think, we did a, a ton of festivals since they've opened. And every single festival we'd go to their tent. And every single time, I mean, very terrific hop forward like if you want like the pine right if you want the resin if you want like Mm -hmm. the good stuff right like you're gonna go there i mean they'd be high on like my pilsner list as well for like you know like they just like you said clean beer right Mm -hmm. like so much of what brendan does there uh is really really in that range and i also want to give a shout out to his dad who uh I think works there also, yeah? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's some. I I know that I went to a festival and he was handing out jerky that he made personally, like spicy jerky. And bro, if you're going to have like a a, a super hop forward West Coast IPA and you're going to chase it with some spicy jerky or vice versa, that is a sick combination. So, I mean, like, they've got it figured out, man. They know what they're doing. So, I'm, again, that was a place that was high on my to visit list right before everything closed down. Um, I'm behind on going to them. I'm really excited to go check it out. And again, I I love everything that I've had from them. Yeah, another brew pub operation hitting the list here. Um, so you have the full kitchen to complement the beer lineup. They have a variety of beer styles on tap. But again, it leans hop forward. It leans heavily on west coast they put they do yeah. hazies um, yeah i was about to say they've done things. a hazy or two as well and i've enjoyed them but i feel like those aren't like the standouts i feel like the west coast like that the, the hop the the very resinous the piney stuff that's that's the that's the real standout there totally and i haven't had enough of their hazies to say this definitively but i like pinpointing um breweries that excel in west coast ipas to drink their hazies because they end up being a little bit of a hybrid where you get a little bit of bitterness you have a little bit more dryness it's not like big thick and sweet usually um and that's kind of my style of hazy these days where like it's like a little hybridy um and so i don't know if that's what they put out at all but i would definitely be anticipating that and hoping for it next time i go Sure. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I think you're right. It's definitely not one of those sweeter, like it's not sugar juice. You know, it's not one of those. I I agree. I tend to like mine a little more dry and juicy, you know, uh, that Mm -hmm. sort of vibe. And if I recall correctly, that's what they had. Uh, But again, like things like Burnin' Jays and like Take Flight, like these beers from Burnin' Daylight were things that were highlights on the festival circuit uh you know again in the festival coverage we did for beer travel guide i'm pretty confident that they made our best of list several times nice um so yeah i think they know that we're big fans here even though we (laughs) haven't yet hit the uh hit the brew pub yet so as, as soon as we can as soon as we can we're in yeah and i think another cool thing is they're pumping out small batch can releases almost on a weekly basis so oh, it's I didn't not even just know that. That's yeah. Great. I mean, you have wow. to buy them there. Um, I think okay. you might I'll be able to get the them at you might be able to get them at local bottle shops and things like that in the Torrance area. But sure. um, but yeah, they they're putting out cans almost every week. So um, yeah, it's just something you can take home there. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, that's only like a twenty minute drive from me or whatever. I would totally go down and do a run and pick up some cans down there. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so yeah, that's my number six as well. Um, and we're about to crack into the top five. We top finally made five. it. Five, we've made so it. So let's see, uh, let's see how we can run through this. Uh, I know that we're already different on this because I have Arrow Lodge, which we've already talked about. I yes. bumped them a little higher up than you just because of my experience with that one beer, Aromatic. Sure, uh, it's just it's never going to go away. Um, That's great. So, what do you got for number five? I mean, I've got Smog City. I mean, we just we flip flopped our yeah. five and our eight. Um, mm-hmm. And again, let's let's blame it on the fact that I have less experience with Aero Lodge. Admittedly, I have gone to Smog City several times. I've gone to their Steelcraft location multiple times. Um, I'm a Smog City stan. There's no question about it. I think that they're even though they have the reputation of like doing everything well and they're a stalwart and you know like everything mm-hmm. like this, I still feel like for whatever reason they're underrated. You know, like. I don't know if it's because they're so reliable or because maybe they're not like necessarily like hype beer territory or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, so many of the things they have in, in, in a variety of styles, I would rank among the best in LA. I mean, like you're talking about sours. I'd put that the coffee porters, the, one of the great beers in the LA history. I'm going to put that Absolutely. there. How about that? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I agree. I'm there with I, you. I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to be a hot take or not, but I was, it was <laughs> on the tip of my tongue and yeah. Amarillo gorilla. I mean, is great. I mean, like, you know, I, I feel like there's something to be said for the sort of brewery. And I mean, I guess we'll, this will apply to at least one or two of the other places that we're going to mention, but the sort of brewery that again maybe isn't like the hype place, but is so good every time. And like I, I don't know that there's if if there was a West Coast IPA from Smog City on tap, I don't need to have had it already. I'm ordering it because I know that they are strong enough for that style. Um, I want to say like Hoptonics, another one I've had of theirs. Is that the correct name? I think that's the correct name. Yeah. So that's now uh, Smog City IPA. So they oh, renamed it. Oh, that is it. now Smog City IPA. Oh, yeah. I've not had it since. Great. Um, but that's another one when I was sort of looking through, I was doing my research for this podcast and looking through my spreadsheet and, uh, finding sort of the, uh, highest ranked West coast IPAs and yeah, hop tonic, Amarillo gorilla were both very high on my list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any time I get an opportunity to mention how great I think smog city is, uh, I, I seize it. So <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, um, I think that if not for this latest batch of Amarillo gorilla in cans, they may not have made my list. They, I, not that, not that it, that Smog City IPA isn't that great, or that Amarillo Grillo in previous years when I've had it hasn't been good. It's just not known just, to you. It as wasn't like a West recent Coast. enough. It didn't make a big enough recent impression. And mm. this latest batch was so damn good. Like, there's very rarely <laughs> where I get beer and. I have a couple cans of it and I'm like, I can't wait to crack that open. Like yeah, it's sure. very rare that that happens just cause I have that's, so many that's your different beer fatigue. things. Yeah. It's yeah. the beer fatigue. So that was one where I'm like, Oh, I really want to open that. I really want to open that. And then I keep seeing it around town and I keep hearing people talk about it yeah. and I'm like, all right. So I think other people are feeling the same way as me. So if it, if you guys see it out there, grab it because it's, I mean, it's a, a couple months old now, but it, it's holding up. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I mean, that's that honestly would would also I could say that for so many Smog City beers. If you see it, grab it. You know, like yeah. that. And um, again, I know this is the West Coast IPA, so I'm probably letting that influence too much, right? Maybe I'm maybe I'm letting that slide in, or maybe it's. I definitely know that in my top five, there I considered a lot because they're so similar in like where I view them. I considered a lot of like what I've had a lot because if mm-hmm. I keep going back to it. 
then I feel like it must be for a reason. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to like skew things that way a little bit in my rankings. Um, so admittedly, maybe that's playing a role, but again, I just, I can't pass up the opportunity to big up smog city and, and just how good they are and how, for whatever reason, and sort of, again, the, the hype beer atmosphere that sometimes it gets sort of lost in the wind and it absolutely should not be. Agreed. So that's number five. We and just got, got Aero that. Lodge as your number five. Yeah. Yeah. I got Aero Lodge, which we already talked about. Correct. Get that stuff. Um, number four. What do you got? So we've got the same four breweries. I know the number four. And I was trying to find ways to, like, change up my ranking from yours a little bit just to, like, keep things a little spicy. You know, yeah. keep things interesting. I like it. But I, I almost feel like in the interest of the fact that it's your podcast and it's and it's your list and this is going to be the list that's attached to it, I feel like you should go first for the top four. Okay. So that oh. so that so that these are like the ones that are attached. These are the definitive ones, and I can be the person on the side going like, "Well, I uh, think this," and then like, <laughs> and then that's and then that's it, and then we can leave me alone, and then and then it is what it is because I I would not the despite the fact that our lists are going to differ. I think we're in consensus that these are the top four and like any of these could be number one, I think. Right. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's really no losing if you're in these top four. Uh, let's let's yeah, I'm going to pass it to you. You, you All right. go. Let's do it. Number four, Highland Park Brewery. Um, again, another brewery that does such good work across a lot of different styles. Um, but the West Coast game is super strong over there, and they put out a lot of haze. So when they drop a, a West Coast, at least once a month, they're dropping something new on the West Coast side of things. Sure, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna stand out. I think they dropped uh, what did they drop last week? Um, they did Hello LA, another batch. Hello of that recently. LA was recent. Good yeah. Green was recent, also. Oh yeah, I didn't have that one, but I was yeah. So yeah, Seemed very good. good Green won an award a few years back. That was a big one for them. Hello LA is just it's such a great beer. That is yeah. such an amazing beer. Neon they put out recently. Neon was fantastic. Amazing West Coast yeah. IPA. So yeah, I mean the team over there is just just kills it across so many different styles. Any list has Highland Park in the top three to four for me. And um, anytime someone asks me best brewery in L.A., I always say Highland Park. Yeah, I, I have them all the way up at number two. Um, I, I also – I'm really impressed. You know, a lot of what we've been talking about is, you know, like these 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 stalwarts, these really strong breweries, but they're not necessarily like producers of hype uh, in any way, right? Sure. But like Highland Park does have some hype behind it. Like that's definitely yeah. one where if I'm – you know, telling people I'm sending them stuff, right, or whatever, and I mention Highland Park, like, they know it, right? So for a brewery like that who does the haze so well and who does, like, the big st- – the Griffith the Stouts so well, you know, mm-hmm. for them to also just take the time to make the incredible Pilsners that they make and the incredible West Coast IPAs that they make, I mean – it's definitely hard to argue against the balance that they have in terms of being phenomenal sort of across the board. I mean, I've got a fridge full of Timbo pills right next to me and the hello LA is just a must cop. And man, I like it, it almost makes you mad 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's like how how can you how can they be very good at everything? It's like share some, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've especially because I end up going to so many places across the country and with parts not right now, but normally and mm-hmm. I end up encountering a lot of breweries where everything is fine to to less than that. And so whenever I encounter a brewery that literally does everything so well, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's something, it's something to behold. I'm obviously very uh, happy that it's a place that's relatively close to me. All right. Um, And that I can get cans of with some frequency, but um, yeah, big shout out to everybody there. And they were also one of the first places that I went to after, the shutdown um, that I felt like I could trust that they were going to be doing things the right way in terms of social distancing and everything else. And sure enough, when you went there, I mean, they they had like little taped off brackets in, in very like sort of far stretched regions. And now they don't even have that. Now they've 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 narrowed it down even further. Um, but everything there just absolutely runs like a well-oiled machine. And I've never once felt like unsafe picking up cans there or going there at all um so i mean they even though that's not west coast ipa related they deserve huge credit for that as well i think because i've been to i've been to too many breweries and bottle shops where i was sort of like tugging at my collar a little bit going <laughs> like eh, like i'm leaving right now so yeah props to highland park yeah i think what they excel in on the brewery operations side, they also excel at on the business operations side. For sure. Um, even though, you know, when things were open up, uh, from time to time, the line to get beer could get a little bit long. That's like the biggest <laughs> yeah. gripe you could possibly have because the experience there, if you've ever had the food there, it's all really good. The they dogs. were one of the first to start doing like the zoned uh, L.A greater LA area delivery. They might've been the um, first. They were, they were really, really early. They were early front. with common space yeah. was early too. Um, yeah, they were really early in doing that, which I think really sets a great example. Um, you know, when everyone was kind of unfortunately letting go of staff, they were like, Hey, do you mind delivering beer? Yeah. And right. just repurposing staff and doing whatever they could not to have to fire them. So it's just it's been really great to see they have a great team over there. And, um, yeah, there's just a reason why the beer so good. The business operation is just so uh, well oiled that I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Like what ends up happening when like uh, I guess is we're going off the West Coast I paid list. But what's what ends That's up okay. happening? I want to go here, too. I want to talk <laughs> about this. Let's get when, it. when breweries when or when when anybody uh, when a business gets constrained by challenging times, by forces beyond their control, it separates great leaders and great businesses from the rest of them. And so some of the most, you know, biggest innovations that have happened over the course of time have happened as a result of challenge and hardship and constraint. So that's why I'm like, I'm excited to see what happens through all of this, because Highland Park is the type of brewery that I could see getting better if that's like even possible yeah, right. i could see it happening so i'm just i'm excited for them yeah I'm also you know maybe slightly tangential to this so my brother lives in chicago and it was his birthday and he also graduated from uh grad school he got his doctorate this year and so both times i've 
tried to send him beer because he lives in a densely populated area. He's basically stuck in his apartment. Mm. And in Chicago, which is a great beer city, so much terrific beer in Chicago, basically none of the breweries that one would consider like really good, strong breweries, they don't deliver. And mm. you know, I'm sure that to some extent, there's the politics that ha- that are behind that. But there's a place, uh, Mars Community Brewing, uh, mm-hmm. that makes terrific stuff uh, across the board. And they, uh, I think, they're either in Chicago or just outside, and they deliver. So it can't be that there's like no permits available. It's just that like most places just aren't really doing that thing. And so I think that LA, now, which is a little more spread out, admittedly. But like I, the fact that L.A. has really seemed to embrace that and that something somebody as big as Highland Park or and I know a bunch of other people have now, you know, followed suit even in sort of the bigger name breweries. Uh, we're really blessed and really fortunate. And I think that that can only be good for craft beer, too, to have these delivery options as well. I mean, like personally, like I, I, I just know that. There are places that are far away that do have – that I'm in their zone. Like if I want their beer, I could have that. And there are even places outside of California that you can get you know, certain breweries from all across the country that will sometimes ship to California like a case of beer if you want to try their stuff. Fresh beer from – I could get fresh beer from North Carolina in California this week if I wanted. Like what a magical thing that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, – and again – Giant props to Highland Park for getting on that train incredibly early. And yeah, I, it's obviously going to. We talked the other day when we hung out about the breweries that, you know, sometimes overextend maybe, or breweries that uh, are, have put themselves maybe in financially a, a bit more of a hole when it comes to unanticipated things like a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Highland Park is one of those places that is not doing that, right? That they probably could because, as you said, they're so crowded on, especially like during Dodger season, like forget about it. You know, like they probably could extend further and like maybe push too far, push that money a little beyond, uh, but they're not. They're just focusing on making really good product and really good customer service. And that ultimately is is the business right there you know yeah absolutely love it um highland enough, park enough gushing over highland park let's move on number f- so that was my number four did you say what yours was uh i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna piggyback off of yours we're gonna let we're gonna okay. let you do four three two one and then i'll just say what my ranking is so i said okay. highland park was my number two. Oh yeah that's right um okay so number three for me is three weavers um i actually also have three weavers at number three i mean it just kind of makes sense, right? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, Three Weavers, I think um, for me, they planted their flag in the really hop forward West Coast IPA style early on um, with Expatriate being one of their core beers. And then also, even before they opened and launched their own launched their own brewery and made any of their own beers, the collaborations they did leading up to their opening were... Golden Road presale. Um, they did like a session IPA, I believe, with them. The Messenger with Noble Ale Works when Evan was still there. Uh, amazing hoppy beer. If anyone remembers it back from that time, it's still really good, but back then, really special. So they kind of like set the stage early on with the hops. And um, yeah, they just were, for me, West Coast IPA, 
through and through. And early on, their team was, hey, we're not doing hazies. We're only doing West Coast. This is our thing. Um, they have since rever- revised their approach, sure. um, which is fine. And I think a smart business decision in 2020. But uh, and their yeah, hazies are always... pretty good, too. They're not bad. They're pretty good. I agree. I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, West Coast IPA, Three Weavers, they just go hand in hand. Expatriate um, as kind of like the single IPA and then Naughty as the double IPA. Um, not to mention any of their special releases that come out from time to time. I always think of them. Yeah, I mean, I easily could have put Three Weavers at number one. I mean, my when I'm at a sports bar and I'm ordering a beer, it's... I'm always really impressed. Now, this obviously also comes with, you know, the terrific distribution that they have and, you know, a lot of sort of how they've planned their business out. But I'm always so grateful when I go to uh, any sort of sports bar and there are a lot of options that I'm not interested in. I feel like Naughty is always there. Like Naughty is there for me in times of need, Gary. That's yeah. <laughs> I've, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to watch like the NBA draft or like the NCAA tournament at a place and just gotten absolutely blasted on Naughty. You know <laughs> because like you, it's like they're like Pringles. You can't just have one. You right? know so yeah. uh, they're so it's so good. Um, you know I've got a can in the fridge right now that I'm. I almost reached over before we did this uh, little bit and cracked it open. Um, but I'm like, I'm saving it. I want to like cherish it. Right. Um, yeah. Expatriate is also really good. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, hop forward, uh, standard stuff. I mean, like I, I don't really have much to add to what you said. They're, they're really good. I feel like I don't get there enough. Even like that. I live on the West side. I should be able to get there more frequently. And I also think, and this is something that deserves credit uh, especially right now when a lot of people are struggling with money, you know, I think the fact that their product is so good, but also so affordable, like mm-hmm. that you can get, you know, I think they have some beers where it's a six pack. It's like 12 bucks, 13 bucks, wow. you know, like don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't go to Trader Joe's <laughs> and be like, they sell it for this. But like their beer for the quality that it is, is so much more affordable uh, than many of the other things that are even on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the fact that they're, we have them as high as it is, but it's as affordable as it is, I mean, uh, <laughs> the funny turn of phrase here, you can't put a price on that. Right. You know, I, I really think that especially right now and so many people are going to really struggle to buy craft beer that love craft beer because they can't afford it, to have – terrific beer that is affordable uh is really valuable yeah i completely agree i think availability affordability um are absolutely they're not factors when it comes to making this list so that when you see someone up there in that top three that has that you're like oh wow i think they make more beer uh they might be the biggest uh beer producer in la in terms of like small independent craft uh, sure. I guess it depends on how you define small independent craft these days, but sure. um, they are one of the bigger beer producers in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I agree. Three Weavers is killing it. Um, number three there. Number two, I got Beachwood Brewing. So I have Beachwood at number one. There you go. Well, I mean, I, I think at, at numero uno, baby. Um, I mean, 
I, I think what what ended up having me put them at number one is they're the one I drink the most. So like a lot of this top four, again, any of these. I mean, I, I know that you're number one. I'm going to have notably lower than you have them, but I don't mean for them to be that low. It just happens that these four are really, really strong. And this is, I kind of rank them in the order of the frequency with which I drink them. Yeah. Uh, so like with Beechwood, I mean, you've got like Amalgamator, Citraholic, I mean, things like Melrose, Laurel, their collaboration with Smog City, the OG LA IPA, mm. I thought was really great. Um, just uh, all of them are great and again uh pretty good availability um they've obviously got a, a decent number of locations obviously it was sad that the one closed but they've got some pretty good uh location availability for the people who want it fresh and for the people who don't really care uh, it's also it's so many whole foods and not that that like counts but it probably does mean that like when i need a west coast ipa i have tended to roll with beechwood you know mm -hmm. um Another place that obviously is great in so many different areas and elite in many, many areas. Uh, but, like, how many breweries can you name that have so many beers that I could name? I didn't need to look up the five beers that I just named like, right. in the research. I knew the names. Yeah, you know, and most of the other something. ones, I know, like, between two and three West Coast IPAs that are that are crushing it. Yeah. Right? But, like, Beachwood, I could get to five and I didn't even look. So I was like, I guess they've got to be my number one. Yeah, you know, no, I I mean, they are West Coast IPA. Like that's the thing is Julian Schrago uh, had yeah. kind of like put Beachwood on the map with West Coast IPA, um, and made LA such a uh, a force in Southern California craft beer before we had ninety plus breweries. So right. yeah, Beachwood has just been like really holding it down for a long time. Like I I was doing some research recently and just looking at when they first released beers in bottles and, you know, Thrill Seeker coming out in like 2014 in bottles and things like that. Like Citraholic's been around for so long. And I remember when it had like the old 24 or 22 ounce bomber with the yellow label. And I remember the first time getting that beer um, at Vendome Toluca Lake back in the day and just being like so excited <laughs> about it. And they were, and when they got uh, when they started releasing Amalgamator, like that beer's so good. So yeah, you just can't go wrong with any of their beers. And uh, again, another brew pub model. I mean, they yeah. they have a production facility, but that I always think of of Long Beach, their brew pub location. When I think about Beachwood and all the different beers they have on tap across so many different styles that are so good and all the awards they've won, yeah. you know, Mocha Machine and Foam Top and all those different beers that they just are so good at. It's another one where you're like, damn, like seriously, you're going to, yeah. you're going to keep like putting out such good beer. So it's so funny that you mentioned the it's awards because I, I saw those guys at Great American Beer Fest, um, and you know I've I've gotten to know a couple of the people who work there over you know the time of doing the website and, and going there as frequently as I have, and uh, and seeing them at all the festivals and whatever. And so I saw them before the award ceremony, and I was like, "Congrats on your medals! Uh, like, congrats on winning!" And they're like, "We haven't won anything." And I was like, "I did the research before this. You've won." 
um, at least one medal <laughs> every year for like a decade or whatever, right? So then I'm sitting in the awards ceremony and we're down to like the last third and they haven't won yet. And I was like, oh, if I'm the person that jinxed this, I'm going to feel so bad. They still they still took home a medal, but I think it was like one of their like lower productivity in terms of medals uh, years at uh, Great American Beer Fest. And I, I'm afraid that I, my jinx was part of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I believe it. You're probably going to be jinxing this podcast too. Oh, there's there's no question. You're going to get zero <laughs> listens. They're gonna they're gonna hear my voice right away, and they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> click back instantly. You know, um, but yeah, man, Beachwood is uh, again. I'll I'll go to bat for them all day, and just the fact that I can name several beers of the same style that are all in like my favorites in the city. Like how, how many places can do that? So, yeah, yeah, true. Well, that brings me to number one and that's for me, it's El Segundo Brewing Company. And it's because of the exact reason that you're talking about Yes, where I was trying to think of what beers they brew that aren't West coast IPA. And while I can sure, do it, right. because I this is I study this every single week, uh, I think most people are going to have a hard time trying to come up with El Segundo beers that aren't big, hoppy, delicious IPAs. Um, so yeah, number one for me, I think that they are they for me they are LA West Coast IPA. Like that's what I would say about them. Like it's again close with Beechwood. I'd say that's why they're one yeah, but, and two but for me. But you're right because like because they're known for like Beachwood is known for a wide uh, a wider variety of things. But yeah, I mean like and so I felt bad. I have them at four, which feels so low because you're right. Like their their names are names that everyone sort of knows if you like, especially this type of beer. And it doesn't have you know anything to do with me not liking them as much as the other three. I just feel like I've had the other three more more recently. But yeah. like. Yeah, they are when you when you said you were doing a West Coast IPA podcast, the first name that popped into my head was absolutely El Segunda. So maybe yeah. I should have considered that when I did my ranking more, just the immediate like they are this thing. Um but I also That's knew how you I had started. Them at, I knew yeah, you had I them at number one, and so I also wanted to just make it a little different, keep it a little interesting. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're obviously phenomenal. I mean, what what do you yeah. say? You know. Yeah, I mean, I just remember going down there in the early days when they had that tap room that was like the small little office that you had to cramp into before they opened everything up on the other side and um, got a lot more space. And, you know, the early days of like White Dog and Citra Pale Ale and Mayberry. And I was down there for the they had a. Um, bomber release for um, uh, Hammerland, their double IPA. Sure. And that, was, that coincided, they brewed it for uh, Bistro double IPA fest up in San Francisco or in the Bay Area. Um, and so they won a medal for that beer. And then the week later, they did a, a bomber release at their tap room. And I remember going down there for that, like cramped in this little tiny room, coming out there with like a case of of bombers of 8% double IPA. And it was, it's a memory that I have that just, that won't go away like that. It cements it. There's a reason why they're number one for me. And it's, it's factual as much as it is personal and emotional, you know, which really uh, does matter. I mean, like so many of the places that, 
that I, especially doing the beer travel guide, a lot of my favorite places are places where maybe I wouldn't even say like the beer is as amazing or whatever, but I'll tie to experience so, so, uh, steadfastly, right? Like, you know, if, if a particular beer that day was like super good, if I, if, even if I had it later and I didn't like it as much, like I'll never like forget certain flavors and certain moments and certain environments, certain conversations, right? Like those sorts of things. And that's definitely where I'm, I'm confident that like, if I had been doing beer in LA as long as you had been doing beer, I'm very confident that I would look at where I put El Segundo and I'd be slapping myself in the face, right? Like because <laughs> I know that they've got such a tremendous, you know, history in terms of being like the West Coast IPA of LA. Um, and I'm just a, a bit more of a noob when it comes to the <laughs> L.A. stuff in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, the fact that you were there for the Hammerland release, whereas when I moved to L.A., I was like, Hammerland, great. You know, like um, I'm sure that it makes me feel a little silly right now trying to talk <laughs> authoritatively <laughs> about some of these things. But I mean, I've I've had I think Hammerland's probably the beer from El Segundo I had the most. I mean, I, yeah. I think that. That's really fantastic. Obviously, Mayberry, which I've finished several rankings ago, mm-hmm. uh, is still terrific. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Every time I've been there, I've had just a great time. Yeah, really good beer. Uh, yeah, I just had Hammerland um, two days ago for the first time in like two years, and it was like awesome. It was so it was like uh, yeah, time traveling for I, me. I, I, I wish there was. I wish I could have just done like a this is tier one. Right. And then like not had to choose. That's why I'm saying like ranking is so hard because like none of the four beers breweries we just named should be number four. Like none of them should be like all of them deserve to be higher than that. And so I feel very silly about that. But that's the nature of (laughs) ranking. That's why I I think as we wrap up. Yeah. As we as we wrap up the list, I think that's kind of the point I want to drive home is that. This isn't all about facts. This isn't all about like pen and paper, like who's put out the most West Coast IPAs, who's got the highest rating on Untapped or anything like that. Like there's an emotional element to this that is highly personal. And that's why whenever we put these out, I'm like, hey, I want to hear what your top 10 is, because those nuances between one and four and five and seven doesn't mean one's better than the other. It means you may have a perspective that I don't have and I'm interested in hearing it. So that's I think that's my call to action to anyone listening here. Like, you know, hit us up on whatever social media or email or whatever is comfortable for you and let us know what your top 10 is, because I'm totally interested in hearing what people think. I'm, I'm really excited to read the comments and have people be like that idiot who had El Segundo at number four, that idiot, <laughs> that moron. Then again, they might say that about you, about Highland Park. That's the, that's I, the whole. I welcome it. There's <laughs> anytime you do any ranking, the comments are very rarely like I have the same rankings as you. It's always some dude who like had a bad week and he's like, I'm going to let these people know oh, that yeah. they're morons. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Who would who would uh, be in your? I know you had mentioned you had uh, some honorable mentions. Who who else do you feel like deserved some mention in here? I think that with the guys that you had on, um, so uh, Hop Sane and Indy, mm-hmm. those would be my honorable mentions that like didn't make it onto my top ten. So I don't think I have anyone else other than that. Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, I'm, there was just a couple of beers that I liked that I feel like qualified here. Eight one eight, 
uh, has done, you know, a couple of West Coast IPAs that I've enjoyed. The first stage IPA, I, I think, is is really nice. Uh, and then Liberation Brewing down in Long mm-hmm. Beach, uh, I feel like also the stuff that stood out for me from my visit there tended to be that sort of cleaner, very hop-forward stuff. The Jackrabbit was one that I remembered enjoying. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I, those were the two that were in my – along with – Claremont from my visit back in the day, but I knew you'd cover them. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are probably others too. That's that's the other like blessing and curse of living in LA. It's like impossible to like get them all, you know. Right. I mean, there's only ten spots, so if you don't make the top ten, you don't make a quick honorable mention, then you know it's either you're not brewing the best West Coast IPAs, or we haven't drank enough of your beer. I think yeah. that's probably it's probably that that's more likely. Like, there's a number yeah. of them that I'm like, I could probably include them on the list, but I haven't had enough of their West Coast style to really say definitively that they belong over all these other guys. So for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that we talked about the beer travel guide and all your travels around the country and internationally and ranking and listing and all that stuff. Are there any outside of LA? breweries that are beers that you want to specifically call out for a west coast mention yeah i mean like uh, some of these are going to be ones that people know already like fatheads the headhunter is you know if you want like hardcore hop bomb i mean like that's that's really a terrific one like axeman surly you know surly's got some great west coast stuff um, when I think West Coast IPA, honestly, I think Top Cutter from Bale Breaker uh, up in Washington. Like, again, if, if you want just pine, if you want hardcore mm. pine. And for whatever reason, like when I imagine Washington, I sort of imagine like, you know, fields of pine trees and whatever. Like, so so the fact that it's a Washington beer that has like such a, a quintessential West Coast IPA flavor to me. Uh, is really great, and then uh, I'm a big fan of Pipeworks in Chicago. Uh, the Ninja versus Unicorn, uh, which is a double IPA, if I recall, or or maybe just Imperial. I don't, I, whatever the distinction. Uh, but it's yeah. it's it's an old school style uh, beer, and uh, again, you want to talk about sort of uh, experiences and how those sort of shape the way that you love things. I ordered it randomly at a bar, and then some people behind me were like, "Hey, uh, did you order an interview?" I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "Hey, we brewed that, <laughs> you know," and they're like, oh, "Yeah, we just canned that or whatever." So I guess I got in early, but damn, if if y'all don't know Pipeworks, if you have the opportunity, get on it. Like they make some great stuff, uh, and even if you're not a West Coast person, if you're into the haze, they have a Ninja versus Unicorn versus the haze, sort of a hazy version of their ninja versus unicorn which uh, again is really good um I, there are so many you know like especially in like washington oregon obviously up the california coast i mean i didn't even mention like russian river you know like right yeah some of the did you get to try the uh pliny for president variation I did not no it's really good it's really Man. good yeah i I've, haven't done a side by side but uh it's really good beer yeah, again, that's one where like I, I was supposed to be taking a, a trip up the West Coast in the spring, and I was sort of I was sort of jazzed when they announced that they were going to do. Didn't they do cans of Pliny the Younger or bottles? I don't. So it's it's a it's cans of well, they did Pliny the Younger bottles this year in February, but Pliny yeah, for yeah. President is the new 
uh, double dry hop version of Pliny the Elder. Sure, right. And, and that's what I'm talking about because I, I yeah, just yeah, had yeah. that like two weeks ago and it was like, ooh, that was really good. I know. I've, I've We went not too long ago for like our first trip and, I, and I've been trying to plan a second trip ever since. If you've never been to the Russian River uh, spot in Santa Rosa, first of all, the pizza is incredible and second of all, you can get a flight of literally everything they have and they'll yeah, bring the I whole one. Like, 24 fl- oh yeah dude we it's spent all day oh it was so good though i mean yeah they've got yeah so uh, obviously they're very good at the at the hoppy stuff as well um yeah i'm sure that uh, anybody who wants any other info about west coast style ipas or what have you uh just check out the website i'm sure there's some stuff there if you if you dig around and click enough pages just click them all just to be just to be safe <laughs> TheBeerTravelGuide.com, right? TheBeerTravelGuide.com, TheBeerTravelGuide on Instagram, BeerTravelBTG on Twitter, although that is not updated nearly frequently enough because I feel like beer people don't do Twitter very much. It's like a subset of of beer. Like there's beer people there and they're very, very active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like – they're, they got their own thing going on. Yeah, and I'm not really. And then I'm Russell H. Beer on Instagram just for like whatever I'm drinking today or whatever. So, didn't it, wasn't it you, you called me like the king of like the 10 a.m. beer or whatever, something like this? Yeah, I was actually <laughs> going to mention that today that like this is way too late for you to be drinking. <laughs> sometimes it's from like the day before or whatever, and I just post it later, you know, like, but, but also sometimes it's lunch and, you know, you got a spicy chicken sandwich or whatever and you need to wash it down. Yeah, you know, you, you got to do it whenever is best for you. And you're working, for, we're working from home right now, so why not, you know? Right? Yeah, might as well. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, I am going to quickly recap my top 10 real quick. Number 10, Ogopogo. Number nine, Claremont. Number eight, Smog City. Number seven, 14 Cannons. Number six, Burning Daylight. Number five, Arrow Lodge. Number four, Highland Park. Number three, Three Weavers. Number two, Beechwood. And number one, El Segundo. So I know we were very similar on a lot of those, with a little flip flopping, but uh, I think yeah, we our kinda, tiers are generally the same. I think we covered West Coast IPA in LA pretty well today. Um, so thank you for joining me on this. Very fun. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I again, I apologies to East LA. <laughs> I'm just I, I gotta acquaint myself before I you know try to get on the podcast again you've you've got such a a, a wider breadth of uh, knowledge on east la than i do i got i got to get up on that well we'll have a little bit more lead time before the next one and give each other some time to do some research and with uh the roads not as busy you know going out to Aero lodge sure. is like a 30 minute drive like real nice and quick that's definitely true i have i have no real excuse i have no excuse whatsoever i'm gonna head out there pretty soon so uh i'll let you know if i'm Please going do. In the next in the next week or two absolutely Cool, man. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week. We want to hear what your top 10 West Coast IPA breweries in Los Angeles are. So hit us up. Let us know your list. Thanks a lot for listening. Follow Russell at The Beer Travel Guide everywhere. Russell H. Beer, TheBeerTravelGuide.com. And of course, you know, follow HopDLA if you're not already. HopDLA.com slash subscribe gets you right on the email newsletter. And that's where all the magic's happening. All right, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.